don't see nothing wrong with a little therapy. Yep. (laughs) In today's episode, we're going to talk about mental health and therapy. It's super important and needed more than ever, especially during the challenging times that we're in with COVID-19, aka Rona. On a regular day, mental health is already a challenge, but adding on the additional stress of Rona is something very unique to our time. First, we're going to understand from a professional's perspective, why is it important to check in on your mental health? Then we're going to check in with some peeps I know who work nine to five jobs, are entrepreneurs, and how we're all impacted by this pandemic. I'm proud to introduce our special guest for today, Miss Erica Tucker. She's a social worker and a licensed therapist. She's been my therapist for about eight months now, and I'm glad to have taken the leap of faith in seeking a therapist, but I've been even more so overjoyed that I've been connected with Erica. I had the pleasure of interviewing her and the importance of mental health. Let's check it out. My name is Erica Tucker. I am a licensed clinical social worker and um, therapist here in the Dallas, Texas area. And you are on the platform BetterHelp. Are you on any other platforms like that? I'm also on Talkspace. And then I just do individual sessions through my private practice. Got you. So I actually got connected with Erica through BetterHelp. And I've always um, had the idea that I needed to just, you know, do therapy. I didn't feel like I needed it necessarily, but, you know, just like with any, you get your, your physicals every year, you get your eye exams, you're hearing all of those checked, but not often do we talk about, you know, checking in on our mental health and such. So I was just at a point in my life last year where I was just like, yeah, let me just go ahead and take that step and do it. And then I found better help, which I really like that um, application because it allows you to really craft your ther- the therapist that you think is perfect for you. So whether that's by race, by, you know, sexual preference, religious preference, like it was a whole different, you know, a bunch of different buckets that you could choose from of things that you identify with. And then they will link you with uh, a therapist. So I actually got linked with Erica and that was back in July of 2019. So how many months is that? Oh. <laughs> That's, yeah, a little over a year. Well, coming up on a year. It'll be a year this July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been it's been amazing. And even though I, I felt like I didn't need it, if I'm, I don't think I ever told Erica this, but initially I was like, I'm only going to do this therapy thing for like a month, maybe two months. But um, I, just, I just wanted to just check in. But I ended up keeping it, you know, months and months down the road now because and, and we'll get into this um, with one of our topics, but, you know, with life's ups and downs, we, we want to seek help when we're at our low points, right? But it's, it's a really, it's been very um, beneficial for me to um, have you not only, you know, in times where I was a little struggling and, and, you know, trying to process things a little bit more, but even in the times of me just being content and, 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 where my mental state is, it's just been good to be consistent there. Cause there's times where I might think about some detrimental things and then I'll ask Erica and she'll say, well, you know, you should think about it like this. And it just, it helps me think about it in different perspectives. So 
I think it's been it's been great, and I can see myself, uh, you know, be, making this being regular, continuous for years to come. Yes, for sure. Um, I think a lot of people don't look at it like that. You're right. They come when it's their lowest point, and then when they feel better, you know, I may not hear from them again until something else happens. But you're mm-hmm. right. Just keeping up that continuum um, can definitely be beneficial. Yeah, because then you find out you don't have as many downs, or you catch yourself before you get too deep in the down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So how long have you been in the industry? I have been a therapist for almost 11 years now. Wow. Um, and I absolutely love what I do. I like to think that I'm very fortunate to be one of those people who wake up every day and get to do what I love. So I, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. So is that your why? Or is there another why behind? So I tell people all the time, my why really comes from the fact that I've always kind of been that friend that everybody comes to to talk about their issues anyway. Um, initially, when I went to college, I started as a, a nursing major because my mother is a nurse and I thought, oh, I want to go in the medical industry. But um, just life happened and I ended up in the social work field and I just love helping people. I love helping people um, realize their full potential and just um take their broken places of their life or the places where they feel like they have lost something and turning that into a win. Um, It gives me joy um, just to give people perspective that no matter what happens in life, they have the power to bounce back. Yes. That's beautiful. (laughs) Love it. So um, what is therapy to you? Therapy to me is really simple I think people complicate it a little bit but for me I think that therapy is simply having a place to talk about my real feelings um, without any judgment or bias um, with another individual I think a lot of times we don't have an open space to do that even our close relationships and our friendships we still have to somewhat censor what we say you know, just to make sure we're not hurting anybody's feelings or sometimes that information is not spread, all of those different things. And so therapy allows me one space on this earth to be able to be freely me. Right. And I I definitely would co-sign with that. And I think that people should think about it more that way. Um, Because some people want to hide things from their therapist. They don't want to be upfront. And I mean, it just depends on the relationship that you have. But I feel like I've been open with you since day one because I I had the understanding that if if I'm putting money out there for you to help me, I might as well give you all all that I need help with. So, right, you know, it makes sense to hold back. Yes, that's definitely something that a lot of people don't think, and it, it amazes me. You're right when people spend their money, but then they don't want to disclose certain details, and I'm kind of like, I can't help you if I don't know the full detail. I have been told that I ask quite a bit of questions, but that's definitely because I want to have a full understanding of the issue before I give perspective on it. But yeah, right. it's good. It's a good way to think about it. So what do you think about traditional physical interaction therapy sessions versus something like what we have where we meet once a week for 30 minutes um, unless something else comes up? Mm-hmm. So I I honestly value both of them. I think they are equally um, 
important. I think they're equally helpful. Um, I think in today's society with so many individuals working, um, having families, just all sorts of things that are going on, most individuals don't have the time to go to a therapy session. And then there there, um, also comes with the challenge of trying to get to your session between the hours of eight and five, which a lot of people just don't have the ability to do because of work and things like that. So I think um, being able to talk to your therapist on a platform like BetterHelp, where you could literally talk to me every day in some capacity if you wanted to, um, I think that it provides a level of flexibility that um, helps most individuals to have more access to mental health services because you don't just have to be stuck within the hours of eight to five and you don't um, necessarily have long wait times to schedule appointments or different things like that. And so we have our phones in our hands all day anyway, most of us. Um, And so this is just an amazing way to be able to connect um, quickly um, that's the major difference. But as far as the quality of services, I think it's good either way. Yeah. And and just to piggyback off of what you said, you know, outside of the hours of eight and five, you know, there's times where I've messaged you. So there's a messaging through the app um, where if something's on my mind or if I'm just trying to get something out, I could just message you and, and know that you'll you'll see it within 24 hours, you know, mm-hmm. it's never been like a delayed in, in response. And I think that that's the quality of therapists, but also the, um, the application and the, the quality that they want to provide with their service. So. Absolutely. And then I think you have the option for video calls for people who need to see um, people face to face. We haven't done that yes. yet. But. So BetterHelp definitely um, offers, um, you can just text me, like we can just chat in the chat room. We can do phone calls or we can do video calls um, for those individuals who do like to see the person right in front of them. Um, and that's kind of cool because it works similar to a Skype, you know, um, where you're able to to see your therapist live and you're talking to them like a Skype. So whichever method works best, um, I find that some people kind of get nervous with the video because they're having to talk to this person that they just met and they can see them so sometimes you know hiding behind the phone helps you know um but it's it's definitely a preference um all like I said the quality with all of the methods um is the same right okay gotcha so let's get into some statistics on mental health (laughs) okay so what are some high level stats just in general. And then we can kind of dive into um, like African-American stats. Cause that's what I care mostly about being African-American. Okay. So in general, um, I would say white individuals, um, and it's not just, I would say you can definitely Google different resources. Um, but in general, um, most mental health um, issues are reported by whites. Um, about 48% of them receive mental health services um, compared with blacks who typically are underdiagnosed. Um, and thir- about 31% of blacks um, actually seek mental health services. And when I say mental health, I want to be specific in that most people, when you hear mental health, they think, oh, you have some type of um, depression, anxiety, or schizophrenia, or um, any of these labels that you may have heard. But mental health also refers to simply what you and I are talking about, which is just having a therapist to talk to. 
um, just mm-hmm. to make sure that you're in a good headspace. And it doesn't have to be a specific diagnosis of any any sort. Um, Hispanics and Blacks um, basically come to mental health services at about the same rate, about 30% of us, and then 22% of Asians. Um, when I say that Blacks are underdiagnosed, mainly because in the Black community, a lot of times we don't seek mental health services to get a specific diagnosis. We can typically, you know, say things like, oh, that's just my crazy uncle or things of that nature where we're not actually calling it what it is. But those mm-hmm. are some stats for you. Yeah, because Black people are afraid to go to the hospital and to the doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they could be suffering from actual mental illness and disease, but they're not going to be diagnosed if they don't take that initial step. You're absolutely right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's interesting. There's a there's a real big stigma in the African-American community. And, and I actually think that, you know, more people are talking about mental health. So more people are seeking mental health. Like a lot of my friends, especially last year, were getting therapists and we were talking about not, you know, things that we were talking about in therapy, but just the fact that, you know, how, how it feels to have, and these are all women who I think are healthy, you know, and mentally, like they don't have mental illnesses, but um, yeah. So there's, there's some myths and, and I don't want to keep going into my rambles because a lot of my rambles go into the myth. Okay. <laughs> um, some, some one myth is like mental health problems don't affect me. So that kind of is also piggybacking off of what we've been talking about is it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem for it to affect you. What do you think about that? Yes. So when people say, yeah, mental health is not something that I'm affected by, I definitely, definitely believe that they come from the perspective that mental health is some type of diagnosis um, that requires medication and treatment. That's typically the thought process behind that. Because mental health is absolutely something that we are all affected by from the time mm-hmm. that we are able to to function, you know, independently. I would even say um, children that are in pre-K, you know, um, four or five years old, they have mental health concerns depending on what's going on in their environment and how they respond to it. And so I think a lot of people... Um, don't really understand the definition of mental health and they've kind of put it in this box of diagnosis, which it is that to some degree, but at um, the majority of people don't have a diagnosis. They simply are having reactions and responses to the world around them. And none of us are exempt from challenges or trials that happen in life and how we function with those things and how we process those things make all the difference in terms of um, creating a positive mental health space. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And, and kind of leads me to my next thing, because, you know, people think that children don't have or don't experience mental health problems. But to what you just said, you know, we all are a victim of our circumstance and environment, especially as a child. You can't really you're, you're dependent on, on a lot of things. And um, some of those dependencies put children in situations where they might be exposed to something that they, you know, might make their mind develop more quickly than it needs to, or whatever the case may be, the scientific matter behind it. But if they had the, if therapy was a normal thing where they had a safe place to talk about that experience and, and divulge it, then that might prevent, you know, further health issues actually 
occurring in the future. At least that's my thought. No, you're absolutely right. Um, the the kids that I work with, they actually enjoy coming to therapy because a lot of them don't have a relationship with their parents in terms of they feel comfortable enough to share their innermost thoughts and feelings with their parents, mainly mm-hmm. because they're the authority figure. And if I tell you that I'm having these thoughts or that this happened or that happened, the parents are typically going to get upset or there may be some type of consequences for that. And so they keep it inside, but that doesn't mean that that's not bothering them. And so absolutely children have things that um, are affecting them that they don't have a lot of control over. It's easy to say to an adult, you know, change your environment or cut this person off or that person off or different things like that. But to children, they don't always have those options. And so for them, it's more so about learning how to cope with what is going on that they cannot change. Um, And so it's definitely necessary um, to give um, children a space where they feel comfortable. Oftentimes teachers, coaches, things like that take um, the place of a therapist, but it just really depends on how much time those people have and and those connections that they're making in school or um, extracurricular activities or things like that. So it's absolutely necessary, I think, throughout the lifespan um, because we all have those things that are affecting us and we just need somebody to hear us and help us to cope with that and process that in a positive way. Yeah, I definitely agree. So another myth is people with health problems are violent or unpredictable. Not true at all. Um, There are a lot I would say the majority of individuals who have a mental health diagnosis where we're talking about um, a mental illness, um, whether it be schizophrenia, chronic depression, anxiety, um, the list goes on and on. Most of these individuals live perfectly happy, healthy, normal lives. They just have to do certain things in order to achieve that. If they are prescribed some type of medication and they take that medication regularly, they typically Um, live normal lives. You cannot tell that they have whatever they're diagnosed with. It's no different than an individual who has diabetes or high blood pressure. As long as they watch their diet and they take their medicine, they don't have any issues. And it's the same with mental health. When you hear um, of people being violent or um, disorderly, things like that, most of these individuals are individuals who probably need some type of medication and or therapy and are not um, utilizing that. Therefore, it is manifesting in those ways. But if you are doing um, what your doctor has recommended, you typically do not see those symptoms at all. Gotcha. So people need to hold themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they can prevent violent or unpredictable. Yeah. And another thing with that, too, is just like when you go um, to the doctor for any other medication, you know, it's important to follow up, you know, because they give you a prescription thinking that you need a certain dosage and a certain amount of times a day. And they're going to have to work with that to make sure it's the best fit for you. And so sometimes that happens, too, where you get a prescription and they don't follow up, you know, and they don't report their side effects so that they can adjust it to a level that's best for them. So it's a little bit of a process when you're going to be on a medication regimen, but as long as you're taking it and you're following up, you, you know, most people don't have issues. Yeah. What about people who believe in holistic treatments and they don't necessarily want to follow the advice of the, the doctor because of that? 
Um, if you look on Google, there are tons of holistic treatments options um, to deal with depression, anxiety, ADHD, um, you know, all types of mental health illnesses. My perspective is there are some methods that you can try. And I, I mean, if that's something that a person is into, I would definitely suggest that they try to implement those things in their life before trying to um, use medication. However, you have to, you know, pay attention to your body. Again, that's one of those things that um, it's trial and error. You have to find the thing that works for you. And if it works for you, then great. But if it doesn't, don't be um, against medication if it's going to help you function normally. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So another myth is um, people believe that, you know, if you have mental health issues, it could be considered a weakness or a character flaw. Absolutely not. Um, not a weakness or character flaw at all. Like I said, people walk around with diagnosis all the time and we don't know them because we don't wear them on the outside of our bodies. Um, I think that it's important whenever you're self-disclosing to make sure um, that you feel safe in that environment so that people don't judge you. But it's absolutely not a weakness. Like I said, for some, it's simply about waking up and taking your medication with your breakfast in the morning and you live a perfectly normal life. Um, but that it does not hinder you um, most of the time if you are doing your regimen the way that you should. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, we're all people. We're all flawed in our own ways. So, you know, we all have different coping and different mechanisms that we use to get through things. But some people just just need a little bit more help. And, and that could be in, a, in a, a lot of different areas, you know, not just regarding mental health, but that's just another um, step that people can take to ensure that they're doing all that they can do to make sure that they're living a productive sure, life. Sure. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so what would you say to people who believe that therapy and self-help are a waste of time. Why bother when you could just take a pill? Like we're talking about all these medications. So, you know, why even have a regular therapy session with someone? So if you're taking a pill for something, that is regulating the internal parts of you. Meaning um, for a lot of mental health illnesses, that is helping with um, the triggers that are happening in your brain to help you remain calmer in situations or um, have a stable mood or whatever the kind of medicine that you may be on. It's working on the internal parts of you, but you still need an outlet to discuss and talk about practical ways to be able to cope with the things that are happening outside of you. So if you take mm -hmm. the medicine and let's say, for instance, this particular medicine is a mood stabilizer. And so it's to help you not get angry quickly, right? It's to help you kind of stay stable. You still want to talk to somebody about the things that are making you angry to begin with. The medicine isn't going to fix that situation. It's just simply mm -hmm. meaning that maybe it takes you 20 minutes to get mad now instead of two. It's going to help with mm -hmm. that part, but it's not going to help with that relationship or that situation that is causing the anger. That's what the therapy piece is about. It's about learning those methods in those situations as well. So coupled together, when you have something that's slowing your reaction, as well as practical tools, then it's more likely that you won't have those outbursts or whatever the things may be. So they're typically... Um, prescribed both. Most people who have medication are also encouraged to go to therapy for that very reason. They do two different things, but together they can be powerful. 
Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all that I had um, on my end. Were there any other um, things you wanted to make note of on, on mental health? Um, just one thing that I like to um, always encourage people. When you're looking for a therapist, sometimes it is much like looking for the perfect shoe or the perfect outfit. You have to understand that we all come with different personalities, um, different ways of doing things. And even though we might have our, um, not we might, we will have our license or different things like that to practice, we're all, we're all individuals. And so I encourage people, if you have gone to a therapist and it was not a good fit, don't stop, stop, don't stop shopping is what I want to say. Because sometimes it takes a minute to find somebody that you actually connect with and feel comfortable with. Um, if you've gone to one and maybe it didn't work out or you didn't like the vibe that you were getting, that's cool. Try somebody else until you find your fit. Um, because it is important that we all have someone to at least, at the very least, check in with twice a year, much like you do a physical, um, because mm-hmm. it is so important. The, the way that we think tends to govern how we act, and how we act is on display every single day. So changing our thinking, taking care of our mental health is important. Yes, beautiful. So how can someone connect with you um, if they wanted to utilize your service, if they want to utilize my services. Um, you can definitely find me on BetterHelp. You can also um, follow me on social media on Facebook. It's Taylor Made Child and Family Solutions, and on Instagram, it's Taylor Made CFS. Um, you can also send me an email at info at tailormadecfs.org. Thank you so much, Erica, for your time today. To wrap everything up, mental health is extremely important, and the times that we're living in is absolutely insane. So make sure you check in to see what you need. Get you a therapist, listen to some music, meditate, just check in, make sure you are doing whatever you need to stay healthy, to keep your mind right, your spirit right, your physique right, because we are going to get through this. So it's just a matter of what are, what is it going to look like on the other end of it? Are you going to come out looking flawless or are you going to come out looking like who shot John? It's your choice. You know what I mean? We went through some tips and tricks just to recap. Number one, wash your hands, drink water, boost your metabolism by eating well, drinking tea, exercising, get you a bidet for your what? For your bootay. <laughs> and then lastly, being grateful the last thing we talked about today or we discussed we had an open dialogue with some of my girlfriends about how this pandemic is affecting them in their everyday lives so i hope you enjoy thank you so much for tuning in to elevated sweets radio it's your host taz signing out